Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, welcome to the show today. Today, we are going to be tackling taxes. We're going to be talking about ways that you can stay organized throughout the year to make tax season easier for you as a small business owner and to hopefully save you more money when tax season rolls around. Absolutely. We hope you are so ready for an information-packed episode. We've been so excited to do this episode because it's so important to be informed about this, and we believe we've got some resources that'll help you out. In fact, if you listen to the end of the episode, we have a little freebie that we're throwing in there, a freebie PDF that we are going to be giving away that will help you be doing your taxes this year and next year. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, we even have our first guest coming on the show today. We're going to be interviewing a professional accountant, asking him some questions, and even having him answer some of your questions that you submitted on our Instagram questionnaire on our yep. stories. But before we dive in, we want to assure you that we're going to be making this episode as enjoyable and easy to understand as possible. Our goal with today's episode is for you to be able to listen, take a few notes, go and download that PDF, that freebie and get ready to start your taxes and feel confident about it. Yeah, absolutely. We know this is not the the most fun thing that you could spend some time talking about, but we are so excited to just uh, help you out. And if you even feel more knowledgeable and motivated to tackle your taxes after this is over and maybe feel like you have a few tricks up your sleeve, then we will have done our job and hopefully we make it fun along the way. So we're so excited. We're going to jump right in to introducing our guest. All right, so our guest today is Chad Schweitzer. Chad is a professional accountant, and fun fact, Beth and Chad are actually a husband and wife team. I've known Chad for a couple years now. They're a great team and just living their best life out in Hawaii. So Chad, thank you for being with us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so thanks for having me. I'm happy to help. I graduated from Chico State University with a bachelor's degree in accounting, and then I went on to get my master's from Sacramento State. Uh, Right now, I'm working towards my CPA certificate, and I'm also a senior accountant at a local business here in Hawaii. And of course, I help Bethany with her taxes for her LLC. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chad, for being here. Thank you for helping us with this episode. I know our listeners are going to really appreciate having your wisdom. I know I get to pick your brain whenever I want because, you know, I live with you. But for those who aren't married to an accountant, we're excited to pick your brain and uh, maybe offer some helpful advice. Absolutely. Okay. So, Chad, we asked our followers on both of our business Instagrams about what they wanted to hear for this episode. We asked them, if you could sit down with a professional accountant, what's the one question you would ask? And the biggest question we got was, where do I even start? (laughs) So there's... Yeah, there's a lot of different places you can start when you're doing your Yeah, taxes. that's kind of what we thought as well. There's no one moment where you just like sit and get going, even though that's the exact question I asked myself as I posted them. But uh, <laughs> Beth and I talked about it. We broke it down. We broke, broke the thought process down into when we sit down like at our desk to do our taxes right now, what are the things that we have to have? Yeah, that's easier to answer. Um, you're probably going to need your business invoices any business receipts, uh, 
an expense sheet, as well as any documents you use to track your write-offs throughout the year. And then you also need to remember to have your bank statements as well as credit card or any business card statements. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks for answering that. It really did seem like the number one question from our followers um, was where to start. And we know that's a really broad question, but we wanted to try addressing it in an easy way really quickly. And we will talk a little bit more about that question later in today's episode and give a few more tips about it during our Q&A section. So if that was your number one questioning and you're listening right now, we have a little bit more for you on that, but you know, we wanted to hear the technical side of that really quickly from Chad. Right. All those basic documents that you'll need when you when you sit down and start. So we're going to dive a little deeper into the topic today. We know our listeners are going to want to hear most about what tips you have for small business owners. So if you can think of it, what would your top three pieces of advice be for small business owners handling their tax season? Okay. So my first piece of advice was that you sit down at the beginning of the year and you really understand what information you're going to need and you start recording that information throughout the year. So what I mean by that is either talking with an accountant or going through the forms that the IRS provides and looking at what the IRS is going to require from your business. If you do it at the beginning of the year, you now know what to keep track of throughout the year. And that leads me to my second piece of advice, which is, diligently keep track throughout the year. Let's say you're going to do your taxes in March. Taxes are due in April. Some of the information that you're going to need when you do those taxes is going to be over a year old. So Mm. keeping track diligently from the beginning of the year is going to save you a ton of time when it's uh, time for you to do your taxes. Okay. Is there anything specific people can be using to keep track of all that stuff? Yeah. Depending on the size of your business, uh, QuickBooks can be really efficient. And then uh, any other app that there's several apps that allow you to put your expenses in, log your expenses in so you don't have to find them from your bank statements. Um, If you don't use an app or QuickBooks or any accounting program, you're going to have to comb through all your bank transactions and pick out deductible expenses at the end of the year. At a minimum, I recommend keeping an Excel sheet and updating it monthly with your deductible expenses. Uh, another example is driving mileage. You'll want to have a complete record of your deductible driving mileage. And to do that, I recommend my personal recommendation is a notebook where you're able to track your deductible mileage as you take those trips. Yeah. And we'll be clarifying a little bit more in a few minutes about deducting mileage and a few other deductibles. We'll be going into that in a few minutes. Right. That's a good one. I was telling Beth earlier before we started this, I just did some of my small business taxes the other day and I didn't keep them super separate. And I just like, I just had to say bye to some of those. Like some of those deductions are just gone in the wind. And, but yeah, anyway, that's my own thing. We'll be... I was reading through our notes and just taking our own advice for next year because that one's a super real one. But yeah, I'll let you go on to your third one. (laughs) Yeah. My third piece of advice is at the beginning of the year, do a rough estimate of your expected income and then what you, the taxes you expect to pay on that income. And then monthly set aside a small amount into a separate bank statement or a separate bank account so that you're able to make that large payment, that large tax payment at the end of the year, 
because you don't want to get hit with a surprise $7,000 tax liability come tax season. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's great. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. We're going to be talking a little bit more about tax deductions. That kind of leads us into that right after this. But actually before we do that, we do have one more question um, that we would love your help with. So we asked for your advice, but kind of on the flip side of that, what's your number one warning for small business owners? Yeah. Ayla kind of just touched on this. My number one warning and the number one most challenging thing when I'm doing, uh, when I'm accounting for small businesses is mixing personal funds with business purchases and mixing business purchases using your personal funds. So this becomes a nightmare at the end of the year because you try to separate those deductible expenses from your personal expenses. My recommendation to avoid that is early in the life of your business, set up a separate account with your own business cards And so, you know, everything in there is deductible and is a business related expense. Absolutely. That makes, yeah, that makes so much sense. Just like small ways throughout the year that you can keep all that stuff organized. This is already amazing. Like I was just already, like I said, I I went and looked over mine just a couple days ago and looking back and then hearing this now, I'm like, oh, okay got to make sure like I might have to just redo them, go back and take a look. So this has been great. I truly think whoever's listening is already also pulling some amazing information from this. So the next few questions we have are going to go a little deeper into clarifying some things about tax deductibles. But before we get into it, we want to take a quick second to define what a tax deduction actually is and what they mean for your business in simple, not tax person terms. (laughs) Yeah, because we see a lot of people, I think in this industry especially, talk really casually about deductions like, oh, it's a write-off, no worries, when Mm -hmm. they're making purchases. I think there was even a reel going around that made the joke that like, if something is a write-off, it means no one pays for it. I don't know if either of you saw that or if you remember that. What did it cost? Nothing. It's a write-off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who pays for it? The government, right? Like, yeah. So yeah, if you could just clarify really quickly before we get into deductibles, what does a deductible mean to your business? Like what is it actually in realistic terms? Yeah, that's definitely a common misconception with new business owners. Something being deductible does not mean it's free. It saves you a small amount of money on your taxes, but regardless, that's still money that your business is spending and you're not going to get it back. Yeah, that's something uh, I'm not gonna lie that I had to learn. So I'm embarrassed to say that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of was the person who thought that deductions uh, meant that you got that money back. Like I don't know, I don't know where my head was in this, but I legitimately thought that like if something was a write-off, that when it came to be taxes, and I was like, oh, look at how big my tax return is going to be. Oh, let's just, you know what? There's a reason that I did not go to school. Mo- moment of peace. Exactly. Moment of silence. <laughs> There's a reason I did not go to school for this. Okay, I hate taxes. I hate taxes. I hate all the stuff, you know. Oh my gosh. That's why I married an accountant, right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, it's true. This is like, oh, this is such like a side thing. But when when Beth and I were kids, we used to talk about bills and taxes all the time. Like we we had done nothing. We were 12, 13. Like life had not happened to us yet. And we were like, bills are going to suck and taxes are going to suck. And we always talked about like when we we had to get jobs and pay bills, we were just going to run away and go live on some deserted island somewhere because we'd straight up rather survive on a deserted island, just the two of us, rather than do bills and pay taxes. Beth ended up moving to an island, actually. So you got that (laughs) far, but the... 
The well, taxes followed The you. taxes followed me. I still think it's a wonderful idea. I still say any day that you want to move to a deserted island to avoid all this oh, absolutely. stuff, guess what? I'll be there. So, you know. I'm still anyways. holding out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, moving So on. anyway, keeping it this keeping in the spirit of that, that is just a passionate rage that Beth and I had about it. Um, moving forward. So tax deductions, just to clarify, they simply reduce the amount of money you're taxed on. So, Chad, do you have like maybe an example or any numbers that kind of help explain exactly what that looks like? Yeah. So let's say your total income for the year is 40000 This is all the money you're charged for, all the money you charge for your work, photo shoots, weddings, editing, prints, any income. And let's say you had $10,000 of write-offs. So this could be your home office space, any software subscriptions, any gear you purchase, your travel expenses, airplane tickets, and then also you can't forget your car mileage. You subtract that $10,000 of expenses from the $40,000 of income and you're taxed on that $30,000 total. That's left. Yeah, the $30,000 that's left. Now let's say you're taxed at 30% just as a rough estimate. Your tax, your tax liability at the end of the year is $9,000. So that's what you're paying at the end wow. of the year. Whereas if you have $15,000 of deductibles instead of 10, then you subtract that from your 40,000. That means you're paying 30% on 25,000. So you're only having to pay $6,000 in taxes. So it's really important to keep track of your deductibles throughout the year because it does, it does add up in the long run. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So deductibles do save you money, but it's kind of in that roundabout way. And so, you know, if you buy a $3,000 item that's a write-off, it doesn't mean you're saving $3,000 in taxes. It just means that you're reducing your taxable income by that amount. All right. So now we would love to clarify some details on some more of the kind of confusing deductibles. So uh, diving into it here. First off, how can small business owners who work from home write off parts of their house as a home office deduction? I know there's some specifics on it, but I've never really looked into it. doesn't really apply to my situation, but are you able to walk us through that yeah, at all? Yeah, for sure. First of all, you need a section of your home that is used regularly and exclusively for your business. This can either be a whole room used as an office or a section of se sectioned off part of a room. You can also deduct a percentage of your rent or mortgage as well as your utilities. And the percentage that you can deduct is going to depend on the percentage of the home that's being used for your business. And in case anyone wants to know, this is IRS form 8829, and it has a full explanation of how to calculate that deduction. And for our traveling photographers, can you clarify how food write-offs work while traveling for destination weddings? There was um, a couple of questions that we received on our Instagram stories about this specifically. Um, and I know there was recently a law change or something, I think, that makes it kind of confusing how like fast foods or restaurant meals differ versus like if you go to the grocery store on a work trip. So can you clarify that for us? Yeah. So that was a recent change. Uh, in order to deduct 100% of your meal, it needs to be from a restaurant, and that includes fast food. And it also can't be considered lavish. Yeah, it also can't be considered lavish under the circumstances. And you or your employee needs to be present when you're purchasing that food. For all other meals, that includes grocery stores, gas stations, and snacks, 
you would be only those would only be 50% deductible. And a quick note, the 100% deductible meals were a special post-COVID program and that will no longer apply for meals purchased in 2023. So this is more information for your 2022 taxes oh. if you have not done them yet. In 2023, it's going to be back to 50% for all your meals. Okay, thank you. And lastly, can you explain any of the trickiness surrounding uh, writing off mileage? Because again, for any of us uh, who drive in our car for work, um, can you explain how you do that? Because I know that is not as simple as it sounds. Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward process as long as you keep track of your mileage as you go. And another thing that I actually didn't know until recently, any business-related and parking fees and tolls can also deduct can also be used as a tax deductible. You can deduct roughly 50 cents per mile and your accountant, if you use one, will know the exact amount or you can find it on the instructions for Schedule C document. And you can find good apps that help you track each business trip you take. And you can also keep a notebook in your car where you can tr keep track of your exact mileage. In order to do that on a notebook, just start, down, start by writing down the mileage on your odometer when you start your trip and then write down what your odometer reads at the end of your trip. And lastly, be sure to write down the date, what the specific trip was for, whether that be a photo shoot, buying gear, location scouting. It can be anything business related, but be sure you write down exactly what it was. And real quick, if I can just interject real quick, when you say um, the uh, Schedule C, what is that? So the Schedule C is the IRS form that combines your business income and your business expenses, and it calculates how much you owe at the end of the year. Okay, wow, that was just so much good information all at once. I actually didn't know. I was looking over this, and I saw the 100% deductible of your meal, and I was like, that's interesting, but that's crazy. It only applied for a short amount of time. But that's good to know in case some of our listeners who still have yet to do those 2022 ones, if you saved all your meal receipts, make sure you've got it all in front of you because I would definitely take advantage of 100% deductible. That is great news. Well, that is all our questions for this segment, at least with Chad. So thank you so much for your time. We're so glad you were able to shed some light on a topic that can be really intimidating business owners, especially in the more creative niche. So this was just like a gold mine of information. We thank you so much for it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. This was lots of fun. And I wish all your listeners the best as they try to do their taxes this year. Wow, we just covered a lot of information today, especially regarding tax deductibles. Mm -hmm. That was so good. I like feel like I've been taking notes, even though I just did my own taxes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, next year. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna right. be great. But okay, wow, it's been great. So uh, as we kind of wrap up the show, Beth and I are now going to share some of our favorite deductibles with you, and we're going to do a mini Q&A and respond to the questions that you guys all submitted to us on our Instagram polls. So sneakily on our Instagrams a few days ago, everyone thought like our own business pages were going to be answering this, but it's not. Exactly. We put the questions on our Instagram pages, but guess what? You got to come <laughs> here for the answers. <laughs> 
No, but anyways, though, this is also, though, now is when we're going to tell you about that freebie we promised yes. at the beginning of this episode. So after this episode, go to the link in our Instagram bio and click on the button that says tax deductible PDF. This is a huge list of all the deductibles that you can explore for your business. A lot of our favorites, well, all of our favorites are on there and so many more. I'm telling you, there are so many things that you can write off that you've probably never realized. We're talking your personal health insurance, continuing education courses, utilities, childcare, mileage yeah. on your car. Even your car I mean, itself can be your write-off depending on the circumstances. A percentage of your utilities, yeah. phone and internet. I just sent that in for mine the other day. Uh, donations to charity, business insurance, client gifts, and even the fees you pay your accountant. So to see the full list all in its great detailed glory, go grab that PDF that's in our bio. Yeah, so much is a write-off. And even the things that aren't 100% aren't a 100% write-off can still save you so much money, mm -hmm. you know, by keeping track of those little 50% write-offs and like the partial write-offs. Um, but like we talked about earlier with our guest, it's really best to know these things at the start of your year so that you can keep track throughout the mm -hmm. year. Because let's be honest, who's going to go back during tax season and try to figure out all the little individual trips that you took for business, just for the mileage for every, right. you know, for, for the whole year. So, um, yeah, keep track throughout the year, know this stuff now, have this list on hand so that you can know what you're going to track throughout the year and come up with a plan for how you're going to track it. Exactly. And start keeping track today. If you didn't in January, that's where I am as we speak. This is my, we're going into my third year as a business owner. And every, every year at the beginning, I'm just like, all right, this is the year I'm going to start out so organized. And then it's, it's July and I'm like, hmm. but it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It's never too late to start keeping track. You're just setting yourself up for so much success in the future if you if you start as soon as possible yeah. today when you're done listening to this episode. Uh, so like we yeah. hinted at before, because the write-offs that you buy aren't free, one tip that we've come across is you don't want to go overboard on your business expenses. There's a time and a place for making really big write-off purchases, and that's typically at the end of the year. But we want to give you a trick to know if it's a good year to do that. Right. So yeah, let's say it's December and you know that next year is going to be bringing in less money than you made in the current year for whatever reason. Maybe you're moving. Maybe you're taking some time off. Maybe you see that the economy is dipping a little bit and you know people will spend less money on services like yours. Um, but if you think you're going to make less this upcoming year, that's when you want to make some big write-off purchases in December because it will lessen the bill you have to pay for taxes in the next few months when that tax bill comes. Okay. Right. But yeah, exactly. So during the lower profit year, when you'll have some less funds to afford, you want a smaller tax bill. That I, this so. is, I just went through this. So I was looking over these notes. So I knew that was coming up and I've, I've already done that to myself this year. <laughs> like those bigger purchases in December. Okay. So like some smart things, some smart examples of things you can pay for in December. Um, Cause like we said, we don't recommend random big purchases throughout the year. If you can time it at the end of the year, that's the best. So it fits into that tax season. Um, like for example, you could purchase a whole year of your health insurance early. 
Right. Or you can prepay. Let's say you're a photographer and you have a studio. Prepay for a whole year of that studio if your landlord lets you because this is something you were already going to pay for. And if you prepay for it, it goes on as a write-off for the year that you're going to be paying taxes on. So if you pay for that in like this December, next year when that rolls around, that's a big write-off. And so you'll have a smaller bill like we were just talking about. So again, you want to make smart choices. Don't just make, oh, I'm just going to buy this random big fun gear. I mean, you can do that and of course do that in December, but try to think about smart choices you can make when it comes to making write-offs. If there's something you're already going to buy, try to prepay for it because it's going to be a huge bill, a huge write-off that sets you up to be having a much smaller bill come in April. Exactly. No, that's what I was just saying. Like, so this year in my business was the year I went full time. So up until this point, like working from my computer, I didn't really worry too much about making like an office space. So like I just worked from my couch or on the floor at the coffee table. Yeah. And that was fine when I didn't have as much business. But starting this year, uh, when I decided to go full time, I told Chris, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need like a space. I'm a very much spaces person. So we went on a little vacation during Christmas. And when we came back to the city for the new year, I went on this big shop and I bought a desk. I bought an office chair. I bought a new mouse pad. I bought a desk mat. Like I did this huge Amazon order of office stuff. And that was all like January 3rd. And I like went yeah. over and I was going over all my business expenses just a couple days ago. And it was like, oh, I'm going to have to wait all the way until next year to like even count that as a write-off. Yeah. So it's not the big deal. It's not the most expensive exactly. thing ever. But if I had known I was going to do all that in December, I would have much rather just to keep it in that same section because it's going to be a whole year from now before I see anything from that. Exactly. So hopefully that list we give you too will give you some ideas of what you can, you know, plan to write off in, in December. Also, one other quick note too, if you're a photographer or if you're traveling, um, if you have any big plane tickets coming up, buy those in December. Ooh. So for example, I had a couple of destination weddings that were going to be like in April, especially the ones in like April and May when taxes were just due, you know, yep. I didn't want to be paying for those after getting my tax bill. So I pre-bought as many plane tickets as I could in December. So again, there's a write-off to reduce my bill in, you know, nice. in April. But yeah, so I'm all prepared to go for that. All right. So to wrap up today's show, we're going to answer some questions. Woo. Time for some questions. So we asked you for your questions on Instagram last week, and we wanted to answer some of those um, that we didn't that we did not get a chance to address yet in the podcast. So let's start with this one. Um, we asked, what do you want to know most about taxes? And someone said, just a general where to start. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly like we talked about with Chad today. I feel like that was my biggest question going into today. So like we said, that's a pretty big question and there's no one starting point. But basically, if there was, it would be sitting down and creating a plan for staying organized throughout the year whatever that looks like for you. Once you've got that nailed down mm -hmm. and assuming you're already a legally licensed LLC or sole proprietorship, a great place to start is a video. We actually have one linked as well in our Instagram bio for you to check out. Right, because it probably wouldn't be very helpful for us to try to list like the specific forms and the exact website you no, go to. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> Right. Especially on a podcast, we want to have a video for right. you where you can sit down, rewind it, pause it, watch it, you know, all of that. So, um, and it's really clear, easy to understand. It's a great video. So go watch that as many times as you need. All right. Next question was from someone asking what apps we recommend for all this tax related oh. stuff. So Ayla, why don't you share a couple of your favorites? Yeah. Apps. 
Okay, here's the thing. Getting so exposed right now. I don't necessarily use any <laughs> tax apps. I know there's um there's like QuickBooks and there's Microsoft Excel, all good things. Because my business is quite simple to run, I've kind of gotten away with being lazier on that aspect. But what I do use and what I really enjoy using, um, I run my business through Dubsado and Stripe. So Dubsado is how I organize my clients, scheduling and invoicing. It's very similar to HoneyBook. Um, I've never used HoneyBook, but I've been told <laughs> it's pretty similar. And then Stripe is how I receive my payments. So I create and send my invoices through Dubsado and then Stripe handles the actual money coming to me. And luckily, both of these platforms track your revenue and summarize it for you. Um, so I'm able to document all of that and send it to my bookkeeper, who's also my mother-in-law. And she told me the other day, actually, she recommends downloading every invoice I send to a client and saving it to a folder throughout the year. That way, in case I were to ever um, get checked or audited, I've got a full list of every invoice I've ever sent. And it'll match up with what Dubsado and Stripe already track as well. And then along with saving all your general receipts. Um, so like I said, I prepared my taxes the other day and Stripe actually summarized even the fees that it does take from my payouts that I get. So um, it showed really like right there clear what my yearly revenue was minus the fees that Stripe takes equals this amount, which was my take home pay. So that's basically everything my bookkeeper needed to see and Dips Auto and Stripe tracked it all for me. So that I pretty much just rely on those and then my own um, tracking of my expenses. Right. I don't think it necessarily needs to be an app as long as you have some kind of program or software that allows you to easily and thoroughly track all of this. It's great. Mm -hmm. So those are great. And if you are looking for actual apps, um, I can recommend QuickBooks. Um, you do have to pay for it, but it's one of the best accounting bookkeeping programs you can use for your business. Um, if you want something different, there are some apps. Uh, there's Zoho Books and Expensify. Okay. Those are very good apps for tracking your expenses on your phone as you go. I think you can even upload Oh, yeah. At least on Zoho Books, you can upload pictures of receipts. Um, oh, nice. So... Yeah. Yeah. It allows you to do all those kind of customizable things, however you like to keep track of it. And just a reminder though, if you have a business bank account that you only use for business transactions, like Chad talked about earlier in the episode, if you are really good about keeping that hundred percent separate, getting apps that track your expenses might not be necessary because your bank account will serve as that tracker mm -hmm. for those transactions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. And this question, I'm going to direct at you again, okay. Ayla. Um, so what's your advice for those who are a little bit more right-brained, creative entrepreneurs? Um, someone wanted to know how we can approach taxes or find motivation for taxes as a creative person. Oh, wow. That's an excellent question. Yeah, it definitely... I'm getting better at it every year, but that definitely is like this side of business is just so much less fun for me. I think there's that real sound that's like, I shouldn't handle this. I'm the talent. Like I'd rather just do what I came here to do. But uh, <laughs> some things that I've found helpful, uh, we kind of talked about this in um, our introduction thing. But even though I'm a pretty creative person, I also value like movement and exercise a lot. And I feel like expending a lot of any like pent up energy can help you sit down and do the things in your business you might not like to do. So the other day I woke up, um, it's still pretty cold and crisp here. And I just put on like a light outfit and just like walked around in the cold air to kind of like wake myself up and get myself going. I found that really helpful. And 
I usually am listening to music or a podcast, but for this, I turned all that off because I'll get distracted. I'll like start singing the music or I'll start listening oh, to the podcast. So I, I kept it. I know this might not work for everyone, but I kept it just like silent and I was able to just like zone in and get it done. So like try to move around and just like expend any energy you might have sitting around before you sit down to do it. And then of course, create a peaceful environment. If that means lighting a candle, if that means, you know, dressing super cozy, whatever it looks like, that helps me a lot. Right. Yeah. That's great. I love that, especially just like getting yourself going by waking yourself up in the cold. That's an awesome oh, tip. I and I think the only oh, tip. Yeah. Oh, I just for forgot my other one. What I did for mine is I put it specifically in a whole work day. Um, so I took a whole, well, not, it didn't take me the whole mm. work day, but like I yes. did it within my work hours. Um, I know sometimes it's like you want to work and then at least I always remember my dad doing taxes like in the evening and at night and stuff like that. I know this might not be possible for everyone depending on what business it is you own, but if you can make it a work day in your work hours, that's much better because my brain is already engaged to be in work mode. And then, yeah, once five yeah. o'clock rolls around, I'm you're not gonna I'm not gonna sit and do my taxes. <laughs> so waking up and doing my normal before right. work coffee and breakfast routine, and then jumping straight into that as if it was work, really just tricked me into sitting down and getting it done. So. Nice. Yeah, I like that. That was kind of similar to the only tip I really have in regard to this is just that you set aside a whole day um, if you can. Again, depending on who you are, depending on your preferences for this, um, I like to have an entire day mm -hmm. because it always takes me longer than I think it's going to. So whether that is a work day or even a weekend, I just like to have a whole day. And then kind of going off what you said, I like to make it as fun as possible. I try to make it like a spa day for myself. So I'll have like a hair mask in. Yeah. I do a little bit of pampering while I do it if I can, just to make it seem like, you know, like yeah. this kind of adult. I love fun. that. Doing like a mask and like putting together some fun snacks and like, we're going to make this fun. Yeah. I, yep. I love it. And exactly. I think what I've realized yeah. the more and more I do it is um, I actually – the first hour of putting them together was awful. Like finding all the stuff because I didn't stay as organized as I would have liked to. And finding yeah. all the stuff was just like the worst time. But once I got going and then it was just a matter of like, yeah, scanning right. all my receipts or doing whatever I was doing, then it was kind of fun and it was just kind of relaxing and I felt really productive. So after a while, I, you go into a trance of like, this is fun. Right. I can do this. Right. And that was, that's again, was one of our goals for today was to hopefully jumpstart you to get you quicker to that spot with this episode. If we can give you some advice and some tips and kind of guide you on what you're going to need to gather and um, whether it's for this year or for next year, hopefully we can kind of get you from that point of starting to the point of settling in and feeling confident and kind of relaxed and just plugging in those numbers and liking it a little bit more. Absolutely. Hopefully we can get you I feel ready to do it and I already did them, but I'm even more ready. <laughs> I should do them over. I will say I'm one of the procrastinators. <laughs> like, let me just do this again. I'm one of the procrastinators. So guess what? This is something I'm still doing. So I'm excited to do it. I, I am at the mm. numbers plugging stage. So oh, okay, I'm excited. Good. I, good. I don't mind that Excellent. so much. Well, that was amazing, Beth. This was like actually so much fun to do. I was so nervous about this episode. Yeah. You were like, 
a couple weeks ago you were like we should do one all about taxes and I was like oh no but this ended up being the best time it was so (laughs) fun to have our first guest on and someone who's actually professional in this field I think that was amazing and to everyone listening out Mm -hmm. there we know this was a longer episode but we think you got a lot of good stuff from it a lot of good advice whether you've already tackled your taxes they're coming up or you're ready to be more organized this year we think or we hope that you got a lot of good stuff from this one yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if you feel like you got a lot of good tips. Um, and, you know, find us on Instagram at Art of Intention Podcast, where you can keep up with our announcements, um, additional resources we always put out there, uh, get to know us better, and leave us feedback. You know, like let us know what you thought of today's episode. Let us know if you have any other topics you want us to talk about or hear us speak on. Um, yeah. So tune in next time to hear us talk about more information and bring you another helpful episode. Yeah, absolutely. Next week, uh, we mentioned it in our intro, but we'll mention it again here. Uh, Next week is another jam-packed episode. It's everything SEO related and what you can do in about an hour to elevate your business presence online. We're super excited for that one and we think you're going to love it. Oh yeah. We will see you all next time. We will see you then. Bye.